This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com A Kangaroo Fern Production A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate The thing we can do is just get stopped and run. Stopped and run, guys. Push, push, push every time. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikdera tackles everything about the world of sports, especially the one close to the host heart, basketball. Updates, discussion, clarification, name it. Extra session has it. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikdera. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem here in Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Philippines. And today we are very, very fortunate to have with us a former PBA courtside reporter and a media practitioner. She has covered a lot of events, not only in sports. She has a weekly column back then in the newspaper. And so how is she now? Let's find out as we talk to none other than Miss Janelle Saw Perkins. Good Hi. day, Janelle. <laughs> hello to you, Kiko. Thank you so much for having me. And hello to everyone who's watching. Uh, watching magandang umaga. Umaga yes. po sa inyong lahat. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you know, the time zones are really, you know, affecting our, the, not only the pandemic, but the time zones. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so weird, you know, in a way that we're more connected now because of the internet, but because of the different time zones, it just it get it just gets tricky and it's so confusing how mm-hmm. you know it's morning there. Here in Pacific uh in on the west coast where I'm from, um it's actually um yeah, three PM, so it's in the afternoon. Yes. So uh Janelle, it's been a while, you know, since Philippine sports have, you know, have seen you. How are you doing right now, especially with the crazy pandemic things uh, happening in the world? <laughs> it's okay. Um, I left the Philippines in 2003. I was only going to study here, but then uh, I realized after my nine-month course that um, I wanted to be with my family uh, longer because they moved here in 2000. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was away from them for about three years. Although I was visiting Christmas, New Year, mga one to two months, I'd stay here. And then, you know, and after nine months of studying, I got a year of optional practical training, which I took advantage of. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my intention really was still to go back after that one year. Oh, but I then, see. you know, there were other plans, Siguro, for me. Um, I I never went back since. Well, <laughs> I would go for vacation, but I, I decided to stay here permanently in the U.S. Uh, I think 2004, 2005, around there. And, yeah. and then 2006, um, I was recruited to to host and produce i started the first and only daily talk show for filipinos here in the u.s i see so it's been it's 2020 minus 2005 or 2003 it's around 17 years oh, okay. <laughs> I'm <eating> myself. <laughs> but you hadn't aged at all i okay. promise i'm not joking you around no yeah you, okay. you, still, you still remain the same bubbly the same beautiful janelle that 
the Philippine audience had seen. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I feel like I have aged. Or at least I'm matured. Dapat, diba? <laughs> now I'm married and I have two kids. Um, my, my eldest daughter is four years old. And my youngest is a boy. He's uh, turning two in November. Wow. So how, how has been, you know, how, how is motherhood right now for you? I love it. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I was more into my career. So I didn't really think about um, having children. In fact, there was a time when um, my dad was already asking me, like, I think I was in my, because I had my children late. No? I was already in maybe late 20s, early 30s. And my dad's like, ano ba? You know, you're, you know, time is running up. You have a biological clock. Da, 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 da. Just really, you know, putting pressure on me. And um, I really didn't feel like uh, I wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And then after no, no, medyo mid-30s na ako, yung medyo nagpanik na rin ako na parang gusto ko pala ng baby. <laughs> so, so God has been very good. Um, she, he still blessed me with a baby. Uh, I had my first uh, at 38 and then my wow. son was not at 41. Wow, that's good. That's good. So, uh, Janelle, let's talk about your journey. You know, uh, of course, you know, uh, it's time to walk back to the memory lane. How did you start your career in broadcasting? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, in the Philippines, this is a story I like to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I, because, you know, I've always admitted that I was never really into sports until I got my sports casting job. Yeah. So in the Philippines, I was in college. Um, I was in Miriam College. Um, so I had friends, you know, we were having lunch one day and then they were, a lot of them were into sports. They were playing mm-hmm. basketball or bowling, mga ganyan. And then they were like, oh, Anthony Suntai is here of vintage uh-huh. television. Vintage pa na. Ang tanda pa na. And then, um, and then I was like, see yon. And then they were like, no, nag audition sila because they're, you know, they're holding auditions ganyan-ganyan sa cafeteria or somewhere. Basta ganon. Kasi ko, okay. And, but they were all going to the audition. I wasn't really too keen. Mm-hmm. Pero since they were all going, wala akong kasamang mag-lunch. Kasi lahat sila pupunta. So, sige, sige, sasama na lang ako. So, I went. And then they all auditioned. I, you know, I semi-watched. But I was also busying myself with other things. And then until... Siguro mga two, three of them, tapos na. And then Anthony goes, what about you? Pointing at me. Sabi ko, you know, I don't know anything about sports. I, uh, I'm not interested. Tapos sabi niya, no, just come. Uh, we just want to see how you uh, register on camera. So just smile and ganyan-ganyan. Sabi ko, okay, fine. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I did that. And then, you know, I was one of the four that they got. Um... Yeah, I was one of the four that they got, and that was they were looking for new faces now and mm-hmm. student faces to host their parlor games for the, I believe that was 1995 PBA All Star Games. Oh, okay, okay. That's when I first. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the math. No, no, just joking. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so yon. So, um, yeah, and that's how it started. And then after that, I realized, you know, I, I enjoy talking pala <laughs> in front of the camera or whatnot. Um, yeah. So I went on to do uh, a youth-oriented show on IBC 13. Mm-hmm. 
And then after noon, because I was still in college, I was like a junior in college. Vintage wanted to get me to do more sports, mm. pero I was in school. So and obviously, yung games di ba hindi naman mag-adjust yon. Yeah. There's yung yung youth-oriented affair show that I was hosting on Channel Thirteen. Mm-hmm. They were adjusting the the taping schedule depending on the host's availability. Oh, okay. So I did that for a while mm-hmm. until finally inasign ako ng vintage sa mga Saturday games ng NCAA. Mm, oh, so NCAA, okay. Yes, NCAA, PBL, and then you know, just, I, I even dabbled in newscasting. So you want to start a podcast or perhaps you've already started one, but you're still unclear on how you can actually make this podcasting work. No worries. That's why we're here for you. We are Gorilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Join our network. Contact us at info at kangaroofern.com because we're stronger together. Okay, okay. But in newscasting, they said that I look too young. They made me wear pink makeup or glasses. It's more fun yung sports because it's more dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And exciting. So, yun. so that's where I started. I see. So, what are... What are what were the challenges you faced when you covered the PBA games? You know, did you feel nervous since it's a masculine or male don- dominated sport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to be honest, especially in the beginning, I didn't mm-hmm. really know about sports. Right, mm-hmm. my my brother was mm-hmm. a huge PBA fan. Hinebra, Hinebra yan my dad. So I always asked him, ganyan ganyan, and then that was one of my parang like. Mm, I felt like uh, I felt like I was pretending in the beginning. Mm-hmm. What they would do, vintage, they asked producers to follow me around. Mm-hmm. So para oh yan si ganyan, pointing out the different players because all I knew was I think si, uh, were Alvin Patrimonio <laughs> and Horsey. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Producer asking to me na every time ganon, o yan, si ganyan, si ganyan, si ganyan. On the floor na yun, ha? Parang feeling ko, nagtitraining ako on the job. Yeah. And then, um, in the beginning, siguro the first few months, they would uh, tell me the questions. Oh, ito si ganito ang best player. Pag ito nanalo, ito yung maitatanong mo. Pag ito, okay ganito. Oh. Until I got the hang of it, as there were times when I'd watch, as there's something I wouldn't understand, I'll call my brother. Minakita mo ba yon? Mm-hmm. What happened? Why was it like that? Like, you, know? uh, <laughs> I, you got a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. That was, um, yun, this parang afternoon, it, uh, I, I caught on to it. That was, uh, I started enjoying watching it. Mm-hmm. Yun, that was, um, yeah, and that's that's how it happened for me. <laughs> I see. Did you did you ever imagine that you would be a hit among the PBA fans? I believe you were one of the favorite courtside reporters back then. Yeah, you know, I could not believe that because yeah. <laughs> it's so talagang una wala akong alam when mm. I was starting, and then I did get nervous, but um, I think. 
so it was a shock to me because to me for me at that time i was just exploring because i was a junior senior in college i still didn't know what to do no after mm. college i yeah. wanted to be a lawyer or i wanted to be in advertising ganyan. so to mm. me it was kind of like not really a game but kind of like a hobby and i was mm. you know getting exposed and ganyan. Tapos, i think that because i was always asking my brother um and my dad na, mm. Mm, I think what happened was I resonated because I used terms na parang colloquial. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think, ha? I think. <laughs> so, so that's what happened. Because I also, they, while I was doing that, they also got me to guest host sa horse racing show. Wow! That's difficult! Because <laughs> my dad at that time owned um, race horses in the Philippines and he uh, would race them. So I he was kind of he knew people then mm-hmm. and then so when this happened yung horse racing show mm-hmm. and they considered me and they got me that's when I learned and in yun scripted yun eh mm-hmm. yeah. yun. So that's when I learned to kind of speak a little bit more colloquial mm-hmm. I see okay now uh, since like what mm-hmm. I said you were a hit were you do you feel comfortable because of course when you're in the venue, there would be some fans who would like to, hey, Janelle, can, can we take a picture with you? Something like that. Do you receive also like mails, uh, you know, from crushes, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Telling you that, hey, you, you are my crush, something like that. How do you feel about that? I was... <laughs> Alam mo, hirap ng alalahanin. Oh. <laughs> I know, kung, uh, I, yeah, I was, um, there were times when I'd get self-conscious. Yes. Yeah. Alam mo yung parang feeling na when you're walking, kasi in a sea of like players and all these men, there's such a masculine sport as you're walking, parang you know that people are judging you, sizing you up. So there are times that are like that. But the people are very nice. I remember the PBA fans to be very respectful. Wala naman akong na-experience na um, untoward or, or, or traumatic. Um, and, and then my producers of Vintage, and then it, it I think naging Viva, Yes. Uh, they were very protective of me then. They're, they were very, very nice and supportive and protective. Mm-hmm. I still um I still keep in touch with uh some of them. Ah, that's great. So uh aside from the PBA, you said you you had experience with horse racing, uh newscasting. Aside from the PBA and those stuff, you also covered other sporting events or national occasions, events. Mm-hmm. How was the experience? What what is that event that you will cherish the most? The event that, okay, my first big event that I covered was the 1998 Asian Games in Bangkok. Wow, that's something. <laughs> yeah, I had graduated, I think, from college 1998. I graduated in 1998. And then um, I think the Asian Games, so that was around March. The Asian Games was in December. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I, I will always cherish it, even though it was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. It was my first international event. And admittedly, I didn't really know much about sports. And they made me cover different events, like swimming, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Na parang, 
I felt very green, but mm. at the same time, I was grateful for the opportunity that was being given to me. So mm. I had to study. I had to. I remember um, getting disappointed a lot with myself. Na parang mm. should have done better, ganyan. But you know, where am I gonna draw from? You know, I was fresh out of college, and I didn't really. I wasn't really into sports until I got the job. So, mm. so yon. So I will cherish that because that was such a learning experience for mm. me. I, see. I think that was the time the, the I think one week, two weeks that I was there, I really grew. Mm-hmm. Now, even before that, I was very sheltered because I was raised by a very strict dad. Okay. So it was during that time, in fact, um, every night my dad would call. Ganon. <laughs> Ganon ka strict. Oh, yeah. Every night my dad would call. Tapos, um, yun, basta. It was, yan. And then that one, and then after that was the 2002 Asian Games in Busan, Korea. But during that time, I was already covering for my article now for the newspaper. Okay. And and because by then I had already I already had like four years in the job, so it was a little bit more comfortable. Uh, relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more comfortable. I was more a little bit more mm-hmm. relaxed. So yung mga yon, um, obviously yon. I will never forget those were my two uh, biggest. Big events. And then, of course, you know, mga Manny Pacquiao fights in Las Vegas, which is, as you know, they're always very exciting. Yes. Um, but when I moved here to the States, I didn't really, um, I didn't really delve into just sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, I'm more into kind of lifestyle. Yeah. More lifestyle. More current affairs. I think I'm still drawn more towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, when I was uh, checking checking your work i was kind of you know at first i was you know i was thinking is this is this really Jamil? so yeah, because I, i'm really used to seeing you uh you know handling sports events or covering sports events that's why when i see you know the lifestyle uh you know the lifestyle shows and then the newscast uh you know it's kind of weird seeing you like that but you know like what you said, you have to evolve, you know, you have to to learn new stuff for you to grow, something like that. <laughs> right, right. Plus, kasi nung time na yun, when I was here, syempre, mm-hmm. uh, the opportunities mm-hmm. are wider if you can do more than just, you know, during that time. Although now, yeah. I think it's the era of um, uh, niche, like, you know, you find your niche and that's where you grow. Mm-hmm. But during the, my time, when I moved to the States, 2003, four, ganyan, the more you can do, the the more chances you have at like getting picked for a job. Yes, I see. Mm-hmm. Now let's go back with you know you know with the PBA stuff. How do you prepare for each game? You know, each game ha- you know in the PBA there's different teams, different egos, different attitudes. How do you prepare f- for each game? Alam mo, I would so bibigyan kami ng assignments, di ba? Mm. Because, you know, I'll start reading up on the games. Tapos yun, I'll ask my brother kung meron siyang mga insights. O kaya I'll ask some of my colleagues mm-hmm. sa vintage at that time. And then they would tell me, oh, this is the story, ganyan, ganyan. And then going back to my producers talaga, there was one really good producer um, and she really took care of me. Her name's Roselle, si Ate Roselle. Um, she always told me, oh, this is the backstory of nasa New York na siya ngayon. This is the backstory of this game and ganyan ganyan. And this is what you need to look out for ganun ganun. And yung mga 
and then um and then i think slowly i got comfortable with not because in the beginning because i didn't know anything about sports i felt like i had to know i, I felt like i had to be technical mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now you yes. you know the rules and all that but i realized that and also going back to your question earlier maybe that's why also i resonated was because um nagkaroon ng parang always yung mga backstories this is the mm-hmm. backstory and i always kind of like reported on those or because those pick my interest as well mm-hmm. rather than the technicality of the sport mm-hmm. so so yon so that's how i prepared <laughs> i was such a long time ago <laughs> yeah what was the best thing about handling sports court side reporting in the pro league of course, you get front row seats, diba? The excitement, talagang you feel mo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes may mga talsik-talsik ng pawis. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Chambers once fell on me. Like, fell talaga. Uh, Tapos, okay, yeah. a ball. I, I remember I was doing a, a pre-game show and then I got hit by a ball mm-hmm. on camera, live. <laughs> okay, yun yung, just to see everything. Or kaya... Um, we are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. I would like, there was one time, uh, I think it was a never game. I was very, very new. One of my first 10 games siguro that I covered. Tapos mm-hmm. nag-time out. Parang tambak na ata eh. Parang matatalo na yung Ginebra. <laughs> and then si Jaworski pa was playing coach. I think I caught him eh. Yung last year niya. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened in sa huddle. And then parang... Yeah. He... he Normally pag... Diba? It, normally you talk about plays. Yeah. Uh, actually nag-ano siya. Parang sabi niya, Okay. Parang last ganito. Last ganito seconds or minutes. Parang ganang... Hmm. So, whatever you do, just don't make a fool of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, those things, it's, you know, fun. And I feel privileged that hmm. a lot of people I know, admittedly, kahit na I wasn't so much into it, that there were people that were so into it. And, you know, and I felt privileged that I had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, what was the challenging thing about it? Um, the, the challenging thing was you're right. Sometimes yung ano, um, egos, personalities, the mm-hmm. players. Sometimes you know you have to find the proper timing. Minsan dumating yung time na oh you have to ask him this, this, and that. Pero parang mm-hmm. while you're doing the interview, you feel like the person, the other person, is not ready for that particular set controversial question mm-hmm. you you kind of have to gauge diba mm-hmm. so yun number one Tapos number two um hindi siya kasi scripted syempre di mo naman script kung may ma-injure or what diba mm-hmm. so also I think taught me how to listen mm-hmm. listen like verbally and also mm-hmm. listen meaning watch and read between the lines yun mm-hmm. you know um and then of course, my first challenge, which, which is what I've been saying, I feel like a broken record. Uh, yun hindi ako masyado. In the, when I started, I didn't really know much about the sport. Mm-hmm. Yun, so, yun yung mga challenges. Now, uh, can you share, Yeah, well, you said earlier that Sean Chambers fell on you, you were hit by a ball. Are there any other embarrassing moment in sports casting career back then? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, marami, especially now when I look back. Oh. Parang, 
cringe pag nari. <laughs> I can imagine yun na cover ako ng ng swimming events sa Asian oh, Games. Hindi ko naman. It came to a point where I can't remember who who that guy was. He was a writer, and I said, "Look, um, can you really just help me? Because I really this is my first time, and if you can just give me a little bit more assistance on what to look for, ganyan ganyan." And then he goes, "Look, uh, you're not a swimmer, and uh, you don't know anything about the sport. So whatever I tell you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work." Wow. Ganon. And and that, parang they should have sent so and so instead of you. Wow. That's harsh. <laughs> It was. It was. It was. And I was, what, 17, 16, fresh out of college. Wow. So how did you handle that? <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Well, thank you. I just thought that maybe I could ask for help. It wasn't my choice. I didn't really insist mm. oh. to be sent here. And I now I know, you know, I had I known, I probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> but I'm trying to make the most out of it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and then I think the team at that time also saw that I was kind of struggling, so they pulled me out of the actual sporting events, and they made me cover the mga side stories. Oh, I see. What it was like living in the, like, uh, ano yung athlete's village, yung, you know, stories like that, that provide color to yes. the actual, I know. Okay. Now, uh... You saw in your eyes probably one of the best eras in the PBA. Uh, what do you think, in your belief, you know, in in your, I mean, in your opinion, uh, why is it the best time of the league? I mean, of the PBA, the nineteen nineties. Um. The 1990s, why was it the best? I think during that time, there wasn't really much, there weren't really a lot of competition in terms of number one. Right now, there's social media. People yeah. can turn to different channels mm -hmm. on whatever platform mm -hmm. if they want to entertain. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, konting, konting, konting lang, diba? And PBA was one of that like big hit now because it's exciting because the energy is something else because there's also the mga backstories of the players and the wives of the players or the mga this and that it it provided a a, a whole a, a a full range of entertainment for the male fans for the female fans who were mga that had crushes on the players for families <laughs> For families as a whole, uh, I enjoyed the yung mga yung yung mga fans mm -hmm. na talagang they would really give their all for their for their idols. Mm -hmm. so I think that's one, and of course the level of game at that mm -hmm. time. So, so I I can't really comment. I, I can't really comment on that as much because I can't. I haven't. I have stopped following it. Mm -hmm. But. What I'm hearing as well from others is that it was really pure. It was really like even the players like were really playing not for the money, but really they're playing their hearts out, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was like a big thing, and to us as well, sabak ano behind the camera covering, parang we were all like family also. So it was, I think that also showed in our coverage, which made it even more fun. I see. Okay. Ika, what do you think? Uh, well. I agree with you with less social media. Uh, mm. uh, 
uh, of course the 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 fans are more curious with the you know with the players and then there were a lot of fans who trooped the venue since you know right now uh, we can just watch the games in social media and then of course we can just research on the on the on the players through you know we can check on on twitter how how they are doing instead of back then we have to approach the you know the personalities to ask them questions to get their autographs you know and of course you, one thing that for me I, one thing that i notice is that um the players back then are you know exhibit the you know the jaworski type of play the never say die attitude you know mm-hmm. they're going for the ball always in every possession you know those were the days that you know i don't want to say that the current uh current how do you call that the current uh batch are soft right it's just that the players were more intense <laughs> Yes, yes, intense, intense in my games before. Yes. Right, like, yeah, oh, oh, tama. Lumalabas din yung edad ko. Oh my God. Now, what were the things of, I know you answered this earlier, but were there some things you wish you have known before starting a career in sports casting? Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking on the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Knowing what I know now, I think that maybe um, I probably would have learned more of the behind the scenes. I probably would have taken a keen interest in the how the behind works because especially now that i'm i'm in production i'm i'm self producing self financing my own tv show um yeah i probably would have wanted that more mm-hmm. um and then um obviously it will help if you know about sports and that's why i kind of want to raise my children that way also because i was raised you know typical filipino my dad's half chinese na parang Oh, you're a girl. Huwag ka tatakbo, madadapa ka. <laughs> Magkakapeklat ka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yung like that. So, I, yeah. And so, now I, I, I'll encourage my children, uh, especially my daughter, mm-hmm. to go more into it. I see. What, what were the experience uh, in the Philippines that thought, you, I mean, you the thought you carried over in the other areas in your life? Experiences in the Philippines. Mm. You know what? Mm. That's a hard question. That's a good one, but that's kind of a hard question. And I'll tell you why. Because here, immigrants who move here, Mm. I always say to leave everything behind. Um, the the playing field here in the states it, it, it's so different from the way it is in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Like in the Philippines, like I said, I had you know a writer, a producer, ganyan assisting me. Here in the states, you have to learn everything on your own. Oh, okay. And then also at the same time, um, siguro what uh, humility, because mm-hmm. I went through all of that harsh treatment of me, and you know the judgment and everything. Mm-hmm. It gave me maybe it gave me 
it was easier for me to come here and and um, and not really carry my weight around mm-hmm. because I knew that I was, you know, I had to start from scratch. Okay. And in a way, I started from scratch in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I started from scratch in sports casting because I didn't really know about sports. You know, to be told to your face na, you know, no matter what you do, you're, you're not going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. So parang that, yon that really helped me siguro here start from scratch again because I know that I was able to do it and I can do it. I see. Now, Pero, go ahead. <laughs> now, so around, after around five or six years in the sports casting business, uh, you migrated to the United States, like what you said, and left a career in sports casting. I mean, what happened? Was it planned? Was it a hard decision for you to make back then? Yes. Was it planned? Yes. Was it a hard decision? Yes. Like I said, in 2000, kasi, starting 2000, my parents, uh, my maternal grandma petitioned our family for a mm-hmm. okay. petition. And they got their petition approved, but I was already 21, so I aged out because that's the age limit. Yes, yes. So I didn't move with them, so mm-hmm. my parents decided to stay with me first and then send my brother and my sister to go to school here because it's mm-hmm. an opportunity for them. And then until after that, my parents decided to migrate. Na rin, naiwan ako. And I really didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had like a, a, a good career with like a good trajectory. Sana. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to leave. But then uh, n- I, 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 it was a choice between career and family. Eh. Yes. And up until that point, I was always with my family and I'm very close to them. So, nanalo yung family. My dad said, just come over, take a nine-month course if, if you, at least you experience what it's like living here. Because don't say that you don't want or you don't like it if you haven't even tried it. Mm-hmm. After nine months and, and you still don't like it, then I'll let you go. Oh. I was already, what, 22, 23 around that time. So, and then sayang din naman yung opportunity, di ba, to live and study in the States. So, sabi ko, sige, I'll try it for nine months. And then, nine months became forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would be a factor, had it happened before, that will make you stop from leaving? What <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> isang bagay ba na parang showbizin? <laughs> May isang bagay ba kakapag nangyari ito noon? Pipigil tayo para... Uh, uh. Uh, you know what? In hindsight, parang wala. Probably nothing could have stopped me. I was... I, I realized that my family was more important to me. Kasi alam mo, Kiko, nangyari din dito eh. Oh. With me. Because in 2006, I started the first and only daily talk show for Filipinos in yes. the US. Mm-hmm. And it was syndicated in Hawaii. And it was the longest running Filipino talk show outside of the Philippines. But in 20, I started that in 2006. In 2014, two weeks before my wedding, mm-hmm. I also lost my career. I also quit. Oh. Kasi at that time naman, I was getting you know, older, I wanted to have a family. I didn't want to be too stressed out, burnt out. I yeah. told my fiance at the time, I, I feel like I'm exhausted. I don't want to, 
Kasi matanda na ako, baka hindi na ako, uh, baka I might not get pregnant if I'm stressed pa. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And he said, yeah, okay, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so I quit my job. And that's when I realized na yun na nga, I, and I, to me, family is more important than anything else. I see. So, now, yun, so I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. So, yun, after noon, parang yun na nga, when I left my show, I had built it up from ground up from 2006 to 2014 was when I left. And then mm-hmm. I became a housewife. Yeah. Until 2017. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to, you know, somehow try to relax a bit, right? <laughs> That's what he did. Pero alam mo, boring ah. Yeah. At saka, oh. syempre, di ba yung mga malls dyan, minsan 6pm pa lang, sarado na. 7. Uh, <laughs> pag, pag Sunday, 5pm pa lang, sarado na. Yeah, boring siya, parang, especially with the kind of lifestyle that I led from sports. Diba? Yung sports, yeah. sobrang dynamic, sobrang you're on the go and you're, you know, tapos yung daily talk show, everyday yon. Mm-hmm. So parang biglang wala na akong ginagawa. I see. I got bored. Now, uh, of course, like what I said, you are being exposed to basketball. You are surrounded by basketball players. Medyo makikichismis tayo ngayon, no? Were there some players back then who tried to hit on you? And how did you react to it? <laughs> I, I don't think... I had a boyfriend, diba, when I was there? Yes. Uh, in the PBA. And mm-hmm. he was also covering the PBA. So we worked mm-hmm. together. So people knew that we were together. So I guess that's why um, I felt that the players there were, ano naman, they're very respectful naman. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any, you know, friends, you know, friends, friendly text, diba? Texting. Yes. Yes. But it non really, ba? I don't, I don't remember anyone really like, I don't really remember anyone who asked me out. Parang nobody asked me out. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, what, is there any regret in your career? Uh, regret? Wala. Mm-hmm. Wala naman. Happy naman ako sa the way things turned out. Regret. Mm-hmm. Um, wala. <laughs> okay naman ako sa, you know, so what happened in my career there, career here. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, currently, you own a production company named Janelso Productions. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a host and executive producer of a program in the Filipino channel. Can you tell us more about it? Hi, thank you. Yes. So, so <laughs> um, there's a there's a station there's a local station here in Southern California called LAE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were the ones who hired me, and they pretty much said, "Here's a third, 15 minutes, Here's a 15 minute block every day. Mm-hmm. I want you to fill it with whatever it is that you think that your community, the Filipino American community, would want to do." Mm-hmm. So that's when I had my producer's hat on. And then every time the show would like inviting guests, looking for topics, and every time the show would be on, obviously I'll be the host as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I built it from ground up. In fact, after 15 minutes, after mga two weeks of 15 minutes, they bumped it up to 30. Wow. Para ma- kasi yung demands ng advertisers. Yes. <laughs> Tapos, and then I said, wait a minute, I know how to talk to advertisers as well. Why don't I sell my own show? Because I know, mm-hmm. I know, yan, ganyan. So anyway, cut the long story short. When I left in 2014, I didn't get anything. Walang royalties, walang nothing. Mm-hmm. So when I look back, parang I spent so hard, I spent so many years working hard building the show. Yeah. I remember pa in the beginning, I would always be out at Filipino events distributing flyers. Tapos I got nothing. So um, I realized that ownership is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And so I told my husband, if I were to do this again, I would want to own my own production. Mm-hmm. It's more risk, but you know, they say you risk big, you win big. Right? If you're just, if you're just careful and cautious, then yun lang, parang the risk is small, then also the win is small. Mm-hmm. I see. So, so yun. Yeah. Now, uh, how, how do you adjust, of course, like what you said, uh, you're the producer, how do you adjust things right now in the pandemic? <laughs> Sorry, narinig mo yun. <laughs> May ambulance. <laughs> um, <laughs> nag-adjust ako sa pandemic. Oh my gosh. Nahirapan ako kasi I, I launched the show in 2017. Mm-hmm. Alam mo naman, you launch a business, kahit anong business yan, you don't expect to earn in, in the first year. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Break-even so pa lang minsan eh. <laughs> Oo, diba? Plus, I was gone for three years. So parang I feel like I had to rebuild myself again. Mm-hmm. The, second, the second year, medyo okay na sana. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm being you here. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. In the third year, pagpasok nitong year na to, ang dami sanang mga contracts na naka-line up. Mm-hmm. And I felt, like I even told my husband, I think this is the year where, like, it's medyo starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. Especially TV, because you have to establish credibility again, you can, ganyan. So finally, ngayon, the advertisers were finally taking notice, ganyan, and then were willing to collaborate. Mm-hmm. That was the pandemic hit, no, in March. Um, it was really tough. It's really tough for me as an entrepreneur, but also here in the in the states, nag shelter in place. Eh. Mm-hmm. So my child, she was going to Montessori since she was eighteen months old. She mm-hmm. couldn't go, yes. so na din siya sa akin sa bahay. Mm-hmm. Plus my at that time, my my youngest was what fifteen months old. Mm-hmm. So I had two children with me, walang yaya, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, running my business na struggling because nag-pull out yung mga advertisers. Mm-hmm. Airlines, casinos na nagsara because of shelter in place. Mm-hmm. Tapos yung mga fast food, mga restaurants, syempre nagsara din sila eh. mm-hmm. So it was a struggle. But I felt like that, that this period was the time where all the more the community needed um, accurate news and information. Kasi ang daming misinformation eh. Tapos it needed um, to culturally relevant stories. The stories of the Filipino frontliners. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And then helpful tools, especially mental health. Very important, diba? Mm-hmm. So I knew that I couldn't stop. So what I did was, syempre, since shelter and taste din naman, 
it also helped me to cut costs. Na now I can interview via Zoom. Yes. Diba? Hindi ko na kailangan ng producer or cameraman, gaffer, whatnot. Hindi na kailangan yung mga ganong big production. So, parang yun, ganito muna. This was how, you know, the word is pivot. You know, you pivot to adjust to the time. So, and that's what I did. And, um, Okay naman, it's been working since March. Ngayon, mag, you know, magdang November na. So, and then also, I've started doing online stuff. Mm. A little bit more. Mm-mm, a little bit more. So, I did a, to celebrate the show's third anniversary in July, we did an online event. Mm-hmm. And then, um, starting last month, we did itong mga parang webinar digital discussions. We did, um, we did something on education last month, and then this month, actually tomorrow, tomorrow we're doing something on the election because it's very, very, um, it's such a hot topic here. Yeah. November na rin, oh, malapit na. Okay, November 3rd, and people are already voting because there are early voting, na, eh. may mga polling mm-hmm. stations, and then there's also <clears throat> uh, mail-in and absentee ballots mm-hmm. that are being collected. Na. So, kailangan we to use our voice. I so I want to encourage the community to pay attention and participate. I see. Now, uh, what do you advise for people that you know that look up to you? Meron. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> for business, okay. For people that are wanting to move here, okay, always remember that uh, the grass is not always greener. Mm-hmm. And also, America is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I've had people move here, friends, some celebrities from the Philippines, na bumalik din kasi nahirapan dito. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are some that are thriving. Merong former actor dyan na nandito ngayon as a truck driver. Mm. And he's happy with his life. See, Princess Ponsalana, I always like, because, you know, she became a friend. She was, a, she was an actress that left at the height of her career. Yes. But if you really decide to come, um, leave your ego at the door and be prepared to start from the bottom. Be prepared to start from scratch. Nine months ko dito, every night ako umiiyak. Oh. <laughs> and I was already with my family, huh? Imagine mm-hmm. mo. Yeah. Tapos, uh, yung thinking about what could have happened. Oh, siguro kung nasa Philippines ako, ganito ako. Parang, so it, you can't. You can't think like that. Parang start a clean slate mm-hmm. for yourself. Tapos, yung advice ko as an entrepreneur to those that are wanting to start a business, do it. Because there's nothing more fulfilling than starting your own and seeing it grow. And, or taking it as far as you can take it. Mm-hmm. Remember that starting a business is about passion. So you can't lose your why. Mm-hmm. Because, and the why can't be money. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if it's just money, the minute you lose, it, which you will in the early years of a business, then talo ka na, yeah. right? But if you're pursuing something bigger than profit, which is your passion, mm-hmm. and make sure that you're um, offering value to to the lives of your followers. Mm-hmm. So, so don't think about what you're going to get out of them, which is your profit, what you're going to get, you know. Mm-hmm. Think of what you can give. Nice. And then finally, finally, for motherhood, um, 
I think I've always lived my life like this. A family always comes first, especially now that I'm a mom, especially for the moms out there. And I always say this. Um, we had a nanny. We had nannies with my children. Pero I still preferred to be hands-on because you know why? Um, your job can replace you. Even CEOs can be replaced. But your children will never be able to replace you. And I see it sometimes, you know, even with my mom. My mom sometimes take, takes care of my youngest. Um, the way she takes care of him, and she loves him, but no one will, will ever love my children the way I love them. Yes. The way a parent loves their children. You know, so yun, mga tatlong advice. <laughs> now, uh, do you consider yourself successful? And what are your other goals? Okay, do I consider myself successful? I think so. I think success is about going through your journey, feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Feeling that you're able to give as much of yourself to others. Mm -hmm. My show, my business, I'm giving, I'm investing in my Philippine-American community here. Kasi kulang eh. Puro mainstream na lang. Wala, kulang ang Filipino programs here. And then... It's not about achievement. Eh. For me, success is not about achievement. Mm -hmm. And then, happy naman ako sa mga naging choices ko in life. Of course, there were some that I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> pero, pero in life, you know, right now, at this point, you know, I have, you know, I have a supportive husband. I have good children. Um, so yeah, I'm happy right now. What else do I, and, and I think that is what success is. Mm -hmm. If you can genuinely say that you have joy in your heart, happy with what you're doing, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be beautiful, you know? Um, and then goals. I really want to grow the business. I really want to produce more shows. Right now, I'm, on, I'm producing my show because, siyempre, pag ako yung talent, mas mura, hindi ko na <laughs> but I really want to produce more shows. I really want to champion the Philippine American community. And dami natin mga stories here. Mm -hmm. Na hindi naman yun iko cover ng mainstream media all the time. Mm -hmm. I want my children, especially, to grow up to seeing people like themselves on TV. Mm -hmm. Yung kamukanila, ka pareho sila paminsan ng, ng accent, ganyan. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, yeah, you know, mga things like that. So that's, that's what I want to do. Okay. So do you have any message to your, you know, fans, supporters, and loved ones? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, to you, Kiko, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for finding me. <laughs> you know, I feel so old because I talk to people and and some of them don't even remember me anymore. Shampi, it's been what, twenty years na ba? More. Twenty fifteen to twenty, something like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. mga fans ngayon ng basketball, what? They were, what, babies? When I... <laughs> <laughs> so, yun. So, first, yun. Thank you for, for, for finding me. Thank you for inviting me. To the people out there, yun lang, siguro ganun din. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for supporting um, and and I hope you um, I hope you can follow me on social media. I hope to connect with you on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's youtube.com/sojanel. 
Uh, and then I have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Sojanelle. And I'm on Instagram, instagram.com slash Sojanelle. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, twitter.com slash Janelle. So, wow. lang yung kaya ko eh. Kasi... <laughs> Ang hirap mag-manage ng mga ano, accounts. Oh, oh my gosh, yes, it's a full-time job, di ba? Ah. I'm so frustrated because um, I have good interviews. Ang gaganda naman na interview ko, mga inspiring stories, especially of immigrants here that are doing well. Marami ring nuggets of wisdom, but yeah. konti lang nakakapanood. Kaya mm-hmm. sana you subscribe and sana uh, you share with your family and Yes, I saw one of your interviews, if I'm not mistaken, that was with Paco Ares Paco Chaga. Mm, yes, okay. and that he describes his, you know, his uh, his life there. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, it, like what you said, it has some nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. He experienced being a janitor. Yes. His job niya cargador. Yes. <laughs> and if you're picky with your job, na oh yeah, hindi ganito na ako sa Philippines. Dapat it's hard to succeed with that kind of mindset here. Yes, correct. Okay, so thank you so much again, Miss Janelle. I know I said 30 minutes lang, pero we've you know I think around 50 minutes na yata tayo. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for answering my you know my messages. I really appreciate it. And of course, uh, I'm sure maraming, maraming manonood nito. And of course, so hopefully, uh, we will be able to get you soon next time again. Stay safe there, okay, right. Miss Janelle? And regards to your family. Maraming salamat again. More power to you. And yes, if you if we were ever allowed to travel again, I'd love to go back to the Philippines. I'll look you up. And if you ever come to LA, let me know. Yes, yes. Hopefully, hopefully, real soon. You know, hopefully this pandemic, you know, will be over. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem. I would like to say thank you again to our guest, Ms. Janelle Salt Perkins. And I know I have, you know, you have a lot of things to do, but you still shared your time with us. So in behalf of the Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Philippines, games are always exciting if there is an extra session. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.guerillapodcastsyndicate.com where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Guerillas RE on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com.
www.kangaroofern.com.